You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. If you're a longtime listener of the show or someone that cares about mental health outreach, we need your support. Right now, donate $5 and receive $5 free if you're a first-time user of the Cash App. Our handle is Molina Young. Cash App is a preferred method of receiving donations since it lets us keep 100% of what you send us without the outrageous transaction fees. For detailed directions, visit borderlineidealist.com forward slash give and get. Thanks, Chris. We've also started offering one-on-one peer support and DBT training. The first session is free and only $40 a month with up to four sessions per month and open access to us via email. Our consulting service is not just for mental health either. If you're interested in podcasting yourself, we can assist you in getting your podcasts off the ground, finding your niche, podcast management, and mentorship. Interested in being a mental health advocate? We are offering internships like social media marketing for the podcast. For more info on all of these topics we've mentioned, please go to borderlineidealist.com. And thanks once again. Hello, guys. Welcome to 2021. This is AJ. Hi, guys. This is Chris. And this is Borderline Idealist. Woo! And today is a special... It's a very special episode because we're celebrating something. I don't know what we're celebrating. I have no idea. Is it one of our cat's birthdays? or? <laughs> it's not our anniversary. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I have a gift somewhere, Chris. Now, just hold on. I, I, I know I, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> no, it's my birthday. Yay. Yay. Ajani turns 30 something. You I, share? I, I told you not to share oh, that okay. information. I'm sorry. I didn't mean 30. I meant it's just actually, 20. It's in the 20s now. I'm yes. just like, no, I'm turning 33. So, yay. I made it here. made it 33. <laughs> I mean, that, I feel actually really proud to, you know, be able to make it to this age and be older and, you know, have all the uh, DBT skills that I have, all this knowledge that I, that I have of uh, <laughs> having BPD and depression and anxiety for so long, um, mm. that I have all this knowledge that feels like wisdom that I can kind of handle it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just experience and time. So I'm, yeah, I'm really happy to make it to 33. Uh, a lot of people that have BPD, you know, there's a high rate of you know self-harm and suicide so i think every day that we we wake up and that we push on and we keep going is a day to celebrate if you woke up that is something to celebrate so yes let's get excited make the best of it so yeah oh it's it's my turn to talk chris it's it's my birthday now it doesn't it's my show it's my birthday (laughs) So, in, in this episode, we want to talk about six DBT skills that have helped our relationship, mm. our, our marriage. We started learning, uh, well, I, I started learning DBT in 2020, and uh, when I noticed that, you know, Chris was having a tough time, you know, talking to me, and he was reacting in such an angry way, and he was just, you know, I was like, let me teach you some DBT. And once I did, Chris calmed down. Can you guys believe that he, I mean, he's actually, he's doing a lot better. 
<laughs> you use a lot of skills. No, the DBT skills definitely helped me not fight with Chris about small things. Um, and I guess we'll find out how they helped you, Chris. I haven't looked at your your three skills that you found more most useful. Mm-hmm. But do you want to go first, and then I can do my my three skills? Because I I kind of want to know. What if uh, we just did back and forth? Okay. I think that'd be nice. That sounds good. But you go first. Oh my god, I love being on the spot. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> well, I think. Overall, I mean, there's been so many skills. There's been a lot of different techniques that you've learned that we both have gotten familiar with that I believe um, has helped our relationship a lot over the past year. And so, you know, I'm sure we'll do some other episodes down the road with additional skills. But these, uh, I selected these top, these three for myself because I feel like they... While all of them have been helpful to our relationship, these are the ones that stand out. Like, I feel like maybe they're used more often frequently. So, in overall, it's it's just um, helped the most. I just wanted to say something really fast. I'm sure um, most people are aware, but I just want to make sure that they are. That, you know, I'm diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, depression, anxiety. And Chris uh, isn't diagnosed with um, any of that stuff. So, uh... It, for him to learn like DBT, well, for him to want to learn DBT skills and then apply that, um, I think that's that's interesting in itself because it's actually something that I feel like I need, right? And I feel like for you, Chris, it's some it's something that uh, improves upon uh, maybe coping mechanisms that you've learned before. Right. Yeah. Some some of the skills I sort of know. I've. I've Oh my goodness. <laughs> Some of the skills I feel like I've known before, I just didn't have names for them. I mm. didn't know it was part of a you know therapy mm-hmm. type thing. And so it's been interesting to to see how they're kind of general. Some, some of the things are general. Some things are... Um, but, but we don't ever think about them as mm-hmm. skills for coping or communication and things like that. But yeah, it's good to have it in that, that organized sense. All right, Chris. Okay. So let's see. I think the first one was, for me is uh, setting goals. So uh, the acronym for this is SMART. Um, and it's it spells specific, meaningful, achievable, recordable, and timely plan. And so you, <laughs> you're looking at me. I'm like, I've never, I've never heard of this one. This is one that okay. you use. Well, I think this is one that's been implemented for, for, for specific occasions mm-hmm. for us as a relationship, but also for myself. Like, you know, when I remember when we met mm-hmm. like three years over three years ago, we had a discussion about goals, life goals, long term, short term, um, things like that, and we were kind of sort of on the same page where we're like, well. I don't have any specific set goals, but I have a general idea of what I want or where I want to go, right? Mm-hmm. But my, as the years have gone by, I've turned more into a goal-oriented person where I have a lot of planning 
you know, and we, I sit down and talk to you about them and what I want to do very short, like within, I have goals that are three month goals, you know, month goals. You have goals for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're both dragged into those goals. It's fun. It's a um, marriage. Yay. <laughs> and so that, I've sort of turned into that person now where I'm planning everything I, I want. I have a set vision of where I want to go wow. and how, how fast I want to get there. You know, all so those you're, things. you're smart. That's what you're telling me. You're <laughs> smart. Can you read out? Can you read out that acronym again? I can't remember mm-hmm. if there really are like so mm-hmm. many, but I, I haven't. Smart mm-hmm. is acronym for specific, meaningful, achievable, recordable, and timely plan goals. So it's like setting goals can help, uh, and so how I've seen it being useful for us is that, in more general terms, it. It helps us um, keep our uh, sort of almost like blinders on, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily blinders, but it helps us uh, in a guided way towards moving forward. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, specifically for you in the past, I think in certain times you felt lost, like no sense of direction, like you weren't going anywhere. You've expressed that where you feel like you were just walking around and yeah. that's a, a BPD symptom the emptiness you mm-hmm. kind of feel like uh, what am I what am I doing do I even matter does any of this matter right <laughs> it's just empty and that yeah. and that you know even people without uh, BPD or mental conditions can feel that way oftentimes you know mm-hmm. but setting goals helps you look into project into the future and work towards something so that gives you meaning right mm-hmm. and then and I like how it says recordable and achievable and recordable uh, because sometimes we can we can make goals that are not achievable realistic achievable as far as like timeliness or just the difficulty of it so you're telling me when the lottery is not achievable correct i mean <laughs> one in a million people do it a year so to become a millionaire <laughs> as a goal that's a great goal is it achievable <laughs> and how what's the time plan for it <laughs> um so there's, you know, for a good example for you, for you specifically, that I remember us talking about goals was when you were wanting to quit uh, smoking or vaping mm-hmm. or pot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you tried twice, quitting cold turkey, right? And then you didn't succeed, correct? And then the third time you wanted to do it, you're like, I'm just going to quit cold turkey again. And I was like, no, let's not do that. Because um, you're setting yourself up for failure and then you're going to feel bad and then it's going to spiral and etc. Like, let's have more. More! <laughs> so I was like, let's let's focus on a more achievable goal. Uh, instead of quitting altogether cold turkey, let's just work on reducing it. So as time moves forward, we'll, we'll work on reducing your intake so that you're not so dependent and you don't feel like you need to it to to do a, sing, a, a daily task like waking up and brushing your teeth and getting a shower and doing chores. You know, so... Uh, sometimes when you get so caught up in the euphoria of pot or the sensations, um, uh, sub- just substance, right? Any any substance, then you feel like you can't you can't function in everyday regular life without that. Well, really, feeling. it's like any any good feeling. You know, mm-hmm. you can get addicted to exercise. You know, that gives you a high when you get done. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I went through that. I um. I used to like exercise all the time to the point where I would just be like <laughs> really mm-hmm. stiff and in, in pain. I had to learn how to kind of slow that down. Yeah. So I, I really like this because it, it gave us a sense of direction. It gave us a sense of purpose. Um, 
And the other thing, too, was that we were able to look back and look at the goals that we set for ourselves and how we achieved them or how closer we've gotten it to them. Hmm. And so that was between us um, for, you know, um, your your usage of pot, but also for ourselves as a bigger relationship, like buying a house. You know, for that wasn't really sort of like a goal that we had when we started our relationship. But I know about a year in, that's something that I wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so then we worked um, hard to make that come true. And now here we are. And now we have a lot more problems that come with owning a house. But you know. Well, you wanted it, so here it is. <laughs> and now I have more goals about the house. You fix it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was really nice. Um, um, uh, you want to go to the next, your yeah, are you done with uh, yeah. that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my my first, uh, my the, I think this is the DBT skill that I'm I'm most excited about. and I talk about all the time. It, it's stop. Um, <laughs> so the stop, you know, the S stands for stop. The T stands for take a step back. The O stands for observe. Observe how you're feeling. Observe how your your um, physical reaction, and then proceed mindfully and. Stop has just been... A blessing from the sky. Uh, excuse me, you don't even know when I use it. Like, oh, I know. It's like, do you, do I just pause? Because I feel like... It, yes. It, stop is... Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly, because I feel like... Okay, so you have uh, physical cues, too, that you, like, you... Oh, yeah, no, show. I can't, I can't hide stuff on, on my face, so it's just... I think that's what stop is for me. It's like, okay, wash my face, how I'm looking, reacting, and then, you know, think about what, you know, what's the best thing to do here. <laughs> um, but yeah, stop gives me, you know, as somebody with BPD, I, it feels just so tempting to just act on the emotions that I have at that point. Um, but stop allows me to just think for a second, you know, <laughs> you know, look, if I react on my emotions, you know, 99% of the time that I'm going to regret it later on is not a good idea. So maybe let's not react in our emotions. We can feel our emotions, but let's react in a, a more way that just makes sense, you know, and, and is uh, less uh, erratic. And let's, um, we don't have to um, respond to something using our emotions. We can respond to it, you know, kind of using our, our wise mind you know a little logic and a, a little emotion mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have to be over the top and i think that's what stop help me do um yeah give me give me a pause help me to not overreact and uh it it cuts down on my suffering and 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 stress and it, yeah, and it's so it's something that has helped you personally, mm-hmm. but it also has helped both of us as a relationship, as a unit, right? Because then also that that um, kind of helps me as well because I don't have to deal with um, that overflow. That you know, some oftentimes before we would have a lot of small arguments, right? Mm-hmm. About don't you uh, miss that? I mean. <laughs> Remember the good old days, Chris. <laughs> a lot of small arguments about nonsense that, you know, well, I mean, it's nonsense in a way. Well, I don't, it's not, I, I don't mean to cut you off, baby, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's nonsense. I think it's 
um, it's sometimes like things that seem insignificant right. at the time, but they uh, kind of kind of blow up. Mm-hmm. And, right. And I think a lot of times what happens is if I'm like, hey, you know, Chris, in this situation, you made me feel this way. You know, I think with, with anybody, even people that have BPD or don't, sometimes that can trigger, well, remember when you did that to me that other time? What happened to this? And, about, and then you can kind of get off off track. And my therapist helped me see that. And so when I see you doing that, and I try to stop myself from doing it, I'm like, hey, hey, let's talk about this situation. I can't do anything about the past. <laughs> oh, no. Let's stay here. No, you want to talk about things? <laughs> oh, let's talk. But that, that, really, that really helped both of us and it really me because I... I I mean, I'm obsessed with the past. A lot of my mm-hmm. anxiety is about past stuff. So it's, it's really easy to get caught up in your emotions. But when we talk about, you know, I feel this way. You know, we both talk about our, our emotions and try to stay, you know, grounded and logical because, you know. We... Oh, it's so hard, though. Like, even for me, and that's something that you've noticed, that sometimes I don't keep in check as much. I think it's it most practice. I think it's mostly, like, I, I was actually thinking about it this other day and how... For me, it's not just that I'm triggered and then I automatically switch into the emotional side. But for me, it's something that kind of I get worn down on. So at first, I'm calm and in my phone, I try to talk to you. And But if it keeps going on and on, then that's where all those skills just kind of slowly start dis- dissipating. And then I get into my emotion and then... So basically what you're saying is I just you nag you and yes. I'm just like, I'm like, you're like, you know what? I've lost all DBT skills. I know. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> no. I don't, I, I don't, well, I, I'm not sure. I'm not you, but I think that it's, it's just, um, we, we can lose focus sometimes mm-hmm. in a conversation. Like when I'm talking to you about something and I'm telling you how it hurt me, you may be like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm like, um, oh yeah. A lot of times what happens is I'll be like, Chris, you made you made me feel really. Um, this made me feel really bad when you did this, and you're like, "What? I didn't mean to make you feel bad. How did that make you feel bad? I mean, you did that before, and I was just fine." You know, we're trying to understand it, trying to say what is it, but it's not because it's a big thing, a little thing. It's like, okay, I I understand how you feel. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. Let's proceed in love. I mean, and, that, it just makes it so much easier. And oftentimes, <laughs> it is something that you've done in the past. So to me, it's just like. It's kind of like disorienting because I was like, um, you do this all the time. Why is it affecting you now? Wow, aren't you aren't you glad I, <laughs> I came into your life and taught you DBT skills just for me, Chris? <laughs> like, well, he he's been pushing me, and I just <laughs> you know something. I recently saw a comedian, and there's so much comedy out there about relationships where you know it's always the female who's like bookmarking uh, complaints or bookmarking. Um, fights and then later <laughs> and then things come up at you know weird times i think like, everybody does like, this that. is just this is what we're talking about <laughs> everybody it's yeah. hard not to do that because you know a relationship takes compromise and you know i don't think most people want to have it our own way you know compromise doesn't leave kind of both people a little unhappy right mm-hmm. because you don't really get what you what, everything that you want in a compromise mm-hmm. So that's what marriage is. You have to learn how to compromise, Chris. Mm. Oh, I compromise. But if it's your husband's birthday, you give him what he wants. All right, Chris, now what's your second skill? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's see. The second one, I guess, would have to go with radical acceptance. Um, And it's part of the thought uh, modification. 
um, skills. So, I think we've discussed a lot about that one. Yeah, that's... you use it... Yeah, that is definitely something. And then I use it a lot. Oh, my God. Um, How do you use it? Well, I use it so that I try not to get so stressed. Or when I'm super stressed, I, I like to use it to get rid of some of that stress. And just kind of like um, be more in the moment and just not worry so much about the things that I can't change. For example, um, having a super tidy, clean house. I use <laughs> radical acceptance and be like, well, that's just not how Ajani is and that's okay. And wow, are you, are you guys sensing a theme here? <laughs> like, there's a theme of just, just a, a dirty. Okay, oh, okay, continue, Chris. I'm not saying you're dirty. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna clean you're for a definitely month. Definitely not organized. <laughs> not as organized as you. Like, I think I would probably clean the room maybe like every two weeks. Okay, and mm. I, you know, just like clean up the entire room. Chris would probably like the room cleaned every day. Okay. Yes, I, I, yeah, I clean exactly. something almost every day. I clean something around the house. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wash dishes and stuff, but I'm not as. I mean, you're 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 on it, and <laughs> I just I, we, <laughs> to the point where I'm like, Chris, just calm down, okay? We talked about that where you know that's something that is like actually affects my mental health, mm-hmm. and having a messy and unorganized space makes me feel really bad. It can make me feel depressed. Um... It'll make me want to just go to sleep to avoid being in that space. And that's that's also why, you know, I, I tell you that you have to, um, or I, I think you usually do. You'll tell me um, to clean something. You'll be like, hey, can you clean the room tomorrow, please? <laughs> or, um, you know, I definitely try to do the dishes and and Yeah, you've been doing a lot better and, with the dishes, like just doing the dishes. But there's myself. always something, Chris, isn't there? Yes. There's... Because it's a mess to me. This house is a mess. Yeah, to me. like I told you, it's a forever mess. Like we're gonna clean everything. Well, like, oh, Chris, we're done. And you're like, oh well, there's some dust on the no, roof. We no, no, no. <laughs> now, I've shown you how I've I've cleaned whole rooms, and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh. I feel like a sense of euphoria when or euphoria when I'm finished cleaning a room and I just step back and watch and see it all. Oh my man! Just thinking about it makes me feel like a certain high. Okay, well, why don't and, you why don't you marry? And <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, Ash, this is how this room is supposed to look every day. And then the next day, it doesn't look mess. the same. <laughs> it's not a mess. It just doesn't look the same. Okay, we no. just see it too. So, radical acceptance. Ra- yeah, you better radically I, accept. <laughs> that's one of the things I just have to radically accept. This is just. I married a man who is not clean and organized as much as I am. So I just have to accept that. All I can do is ask you to help me with certain things. You maybe are going to do it. Maybe you're not because you don't feel like doing it. And I just have to accept that. That's just part of my life now. Okay. Well, happy birthday to me, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Singing my praises, huh? All right. Well, my next skill. Hey, I'm not done with mine. Oh, no. I'm tired of hearing about you and your <laughs> radical acceptance of me. <laughs> No, what else? Did you want to say anything else? Um, 
No, I mean, there's a lot of different instances. A lot of things I've done, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, like there's just too many to talk about. Well, I think that is a good skill to have within relationships because, you know, oftentimes we try to change people. I mean, we should never be with a person. We shouldn't go into a relationship where we want to change everything about them, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't don't think I try to change everything about you, right? There are things... Where we can all, I've always, I've always been in the mindset that we can all improve ourselves and be better versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you notice how you didn't let me answer? You haven't tried to anyway. No, I, that actually goes on, goes to my next skill. Oh, okay. The, well, um, or it just, oh, did you want to say something else, baby? No, I mean, that was, that was a pretty, th- yeah, that's fine. Well, I just want to talk about effectiveness. I think that was one of the, the first skills that I learned. Do you remember that, Chris? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's be like, what's effective? And that means concentrating on what works and what your objective is. And a lot of times, Chris, my objective is, you know, to make you um, to make you happy so that we can both be happy. And, you know, a compromise can also cause you to use radical acceptance, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not getting everything that you want, but it is what it is, you know? And... You know that you're 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 gonna be happy with with this, um, <laughs> or not? You know, not elated, but it it's good. I think. Yeah. So I think you can use the um, radical acceptance in like a, a compromise, or yeah, um, even say you know my partner will probably never understand this. You know, like uh, what's some uh, stuff that I do? Oh, uh, when I came into the relationship, I was like drinking a lot because um, that was just you're depressed. That was my thing. Yeah, and so um, Chris is like, that's not my thing. <laughs> He's like, he was telling me about like, how his father uh, used to drink, um, and, and he didn't like that, and, and how, how much the, the yelling and, and, and tantrums and stuff. And, you know, because I loved Chris, you know, I said, okay, let me, let me tone down on that. And now I drink once a year. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> whatever. I wish that was the case. Well, it's definitely much less. And usually, you know, I don't get alcohol unless I ask Chris, can I, can I get some alcohol? Usually the answer is no. Um, and so that's how it keeps me honest. I just, <laughs> like, Chris, it's been three months. Come on, let me have a glass of wine. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's, it's really great because uh, that's, that's really the most effective thing for me too, you know, it saves money and it saves peace of mind for me not to just get lost in um, all the substance abuse that I used to be in. You know, before I met you, mm-hmm. you know, being with you, you know, the most effective thing is to not cause any um, any hardships or or tan um, or uh, um, not tantrums because <laughs> I don't throw tantrums, um, but you know, anything mm-hmm. negative. So. Yeah, definitely thinking what is effective so that I can work on reducing my stressfulness and also uh, work on what I need to work on. You know, sort of focus on what I need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, the most effective thing in this situation is not to yell and throw stuff and, and you know, just go. The most effective thing is to walk away. You know, <laughs> what's the most effective thing? Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I, I really like that. Um, yeah, I love that too. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it's, it's working for you, isn't it? 
What's the most effective thing to make Chris happy? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> What's your uh your third one, Chris? So my third one is pros and cons. And that is a list. <laughs> Which you love you love lists, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I love making lists and making to do lists and making like vision not vision boards, but just um project list or goals list of goals and things like that or i mean even you know uh when i was uh vaping a lot you would be like well you know and and you were telling me like to cut down i was like i don't know if i can you said we'll make a list of you know the positive things Mm -hmm. that marijuana gives you and the negative things Mm -hmm. and boy did i try to make (laughs) i was like there are all there are so many positive things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see how that list saved. I mean, there's there's a there's like almost two uh, a page and a half of negative things, and then the positive things are just like you know a uh, half of the page. You know, there really aren't. So if you if you write it down, I thought that was a great exercise, Chris. Because when you write it down, you really see it. I really thought there were more positive things. Oh, I feel better. You know, I'm, <laughs> um, I don't know. It just it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more negative things, and that caused me to see it a different way. Well, it's, and, and it depends, too, because sometimes when you do something because it makes you feel better, either it soothes you or it's something that you've done for so many years, then when you think about it, just, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll just make a list in my head or something. Mm-hmm. And then you focus on the positive and then you tend to um, forget, ignore, or, you know, just not think about the negative aspects of something. And it could be about, you know, alcohol abuse, um, drug, many other things. It doesn't have to be drug-related or anything like that. So oftentimes we can forget or compartmentalize the negative aspects of something. But having a list and seeing something physically um, has an, a bigger impact because you see everything consolidated. You know, when you're thinking of something, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, you can go through it and run it, but it doesn't have the same impact as seeing a full page full mm-hmm. of negative things you know and i remember or, you you said that you were telling your friend um i think he was having like money problems or something and you were telling him about the um to make like a pros and cons list of you know i, I think like saving money or or, or something like that mm-hmm. something along those lines and he was like uh oh i just you know you asked him about it later he said well i did it in my head you know right <laughs> and mostly when someone says they did it in their head they just kind of thought about mm, well, this feels good. And then you got to say, okay, well, I think I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you, you haven't really done this. I mean, if you write it down and you see all the negative stuff and you see the positive stuff and the negative is more and you still feel okay with it, then okay, you, you, you must have did the work. I mean, you see. <laughs> you see the negative stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, I, I that's a really powerful tool. And I know that you you like lists. I mean, you like to hand me lists. Um, of, of things to clean, things to do. And... Well, but at least I I practice what I preach, right? Um, I do lots of different lists, and I do sometimes do listings in my head. You know, when I'm if we're having an argument or something, that's really when I'm focusing more on my head instead of writing things down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, for smaller things, I think it's okay to do on your head, especially if it's something that you have to make a decision quick. Um, I think. Well, I think it would be good for a a very important situation that maybe um, you're not sure about what to do. I mm-hmm. guess. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know, 
there were a lot of times where it's like, oh man, I need to stop drinking so much. And I would try to go to AA and, you know, try to quit, but, it, you know, I'd, I'd be off it for like a week or two and then just be like, well, you know, things are better this way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just more comfortable that way. Um, but yeah, I, I really like pros and cons because you can, you can see the negative things, how much they're, they're really affecting you, um, the people that they're affecting too, you know, that was a part of my list. Oh yeah, I am hurting Chris, you know, um, not saving money. Um, you know, one day we'll read the list. Okay. It's not, it's not a great list. It's not a happy <laughs> list. It's just like, Ooh, okay. Well, I guess Chris is right. Don't tell him though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, the pros and cons, um, things can be used in relationship type things where if you want to talk about, uh, something that, affects both your partner and yourself um, making pros and cons about certain actions or um, spendings or you know um, many different subjects it, I use it for like as well for like my buying like if I wanted to buy like a head a new headset you know for mm -hmm. myself because I have a wireless headset and they my earbuds my Apple airpods kind of gave out the microphone gave out and I wanted to buy new ones and I talked to my sister, we we made some pros and cons, and then I talked to you, and you're like, no, don't buy anything. Try, I thought you were trying to save money. And really? I'm like, you know, you're right. That is really? one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Whatever. That sounds like you inside your head. <laughs> no, don't do it. You'll save money. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, and yeah, and every time I'm always like, I don't want to be a blind consumer where I'm just buying things just because I want it. Mm -hmm. in the spot and I'm just buying it just because I want to make you know thoughtful decisions and yeah mm -hmm. and I'm like okay I'm gonna buy it and then but I'm like but I already do have three other wireless headphones at home and you're right I mostly use it every once in a while so I'd rather it's better to just save the money yeah yeah you okay know, so and I think if you if you do try to do a pros and cons list in your head and you do the pros, and it's about two, and then the negatives just keep going. Yeah, I think you know what the list is trying to tell you. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you get to number 100. <laughs> so, yeah, pros and cons. It's it's really great to just see that, because um, I, I don't I don't think I, I finished it, but like I was saying about uh, me going to AA mm. and, and, you know, saying I was going to quit and, that I, and then go back and doing it, it would have been nice to have a list because if, if anything it would make me feel um more guilty than I did because I would actually you know see um see tangibly the stuff that's happening instead of just um I think if I'm thinking about it by myself it just feels like well this makes me feel good this is probably what I need this is you know it feels like the right thing but mm -hmm. the list does make a difference so I think that's something that everyone can use yeah so what's your last um, skill here? Uh, my last skill that helped our relationship is wise mind. So if you remember, wise mind is you you have your emotional mind over here, and then you have your your logical mind over here, and then you merge them together. To make a super mind, no, it, it, for um, to make a, a wise mind. So mm -hmm. you know, if I'm feeling angry, mad, like I've been taken advantage of, like somebody's trying to get over on me, I, I'm just I'm I'm furious. 
but I know, you know, logically going off and getting mad at this person right now will probably be a mistake, and it's probably not the best thing to do. Maybe I need some time to walk it off, and then I can come and kind of think about it and come back later. And so my wise mind will tell me, okay, it's okay to feel angry. You know, that's fine. Let's go take that anger somewhere else, you know, and, and you'll get that out in a healthy way. But let's tell this person, okay, and, and, and walk away. I'll see you I'll see at the lunch or whatever, you know, whatever. Um, but wise mind has been revolutionary to me because it, it, it just helps separate those two things. Sometimes you think your emotions are your logic because they seem so, you know, somebody made me feel this way, so it must be right. They ignored me. So it's, I mean, you don't ignore people, right? If someone's talking to you, why would you ignore somebody? That's not right. I mean, oh my God, why would somebody do that? I was talking to their face and they just walked away. What, why would somebody do that? The emotions just feel so logical. But logically, you could say, well, maybe they didn't hear what I said. Maybe they were, were uh, spacing out. Maybe they were, you know, there's so many other things. If you think about it, between the logical and emotional. Mm -hmm. And so usually in those situations, my, my wise mind will say, let's give the person the benefit of the doubt because we don't know the facts. You know, it may feel this way, but we don't know unless we, we ask them, you know. Um, and usually when I do that, when I you know, see the person again or, or something, things are usually okay. You know, there was no negative damage or something. So that's kind of tells me I was probably taking it another way. And I'm glad I didn't yell and say, how dare you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but before, before I really had that wise mind um, mentality, uh, I remember there was a, a time that uh, when I was working at a hotel, Chris, mm -hmm. and I was in the meeting with my my manager and everybody else and my manager kept ragging on me about why I I call her for help and that I, I should know everything and she's like does anybody else call me and I'm I'm like you know the new guy right <laughs> just you know this is, and and you know I I wanted to I mean she she did that like three times in the meeting and it just made me feel so embarrassed and I wanted to scream yell I just I I kept thinking about in my mind, like, don't show any expression on your face because I'm, like, gritting my teeth. I'm like, I don't know how I, I feel like I've been disrespected. I feel really bad, you know. Um, but then I decided to go home and talk to you about it and be like, Chris. <laughs> and that's kind of my wise mind I'm talking to you because I'm, like, the emotional side and you're, like, the logical side. And then, you know. From that, we did a wise mind, and then I quit that job because that lady was too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, you know, we came, we came together as, you know, not only did that not feel right, but, you know, at least to me, logically, that didn't make sense. And that's not somebody I want to work for, someone that's going to embarrass me in front of all my coworkers and not take me aside and say, hey, how can I help you? Or, you know, that's not, that's not cool. Um, so... Wise mind has has opened my mind. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, at the same time, too, back then you didn't have any DBT skills, so it was really hard for you to see past that moment, and even like um, maybe move beyond that moment. It might. I mean, I remember when I told my dad about that situation and why I quit. He was just like, "Well, it just sounds like she was just trying to motivate you." And I'm just like, what? what? Why would you? It, 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 what? I mean, it, it, 
it was just so embarrassing. She just kept looking over to me. She would like be talking to everybody in the meeting and then look over at me and say, and, and AJ, why, why are you always calling me? Why are you always looking for help? I mean, why, does anybody else need help? No? Okay. And then she'd do it again, and then she did it again. And it really hurt my feelings because she was the one that she said I could call her for help. And I was, and she was so sweet on the phone and so nice. And then I get to the meeting, she just throws me under the bus. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, when my dad said that, I was just like, oh, my God, have I been thinking about it wrong? You know, can I trust myself? Maybe she was just, but it felt so wrong. But can I trust my feelings? Can I? And that's where the wise mind comes in. You know, you can, you, you can't always trust your emotions. Um, and you're, you can trust your, your logic though, because those are facts, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's okay to make a decision based off of both of those, but maybe one or the other, um, can, can damage the decision that you make. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is that, um, I think with the wise mind, it's good because you don't want to make a decision solely based on just emotion. But you do want to have some informed, you want to make an informed decision mm-hmm. beyond just your emotion because an emotion can is, it can be temporary, mm-hmm. you know? And so... And very intense in the beginning. And very, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you want to act out. I mean, in the beginning, you want... Ooh, I, I always want to yell, Chris, before you stop. I always want to act out. The hardest thing is to just like, oh, 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 just, just let's wait a second <laughs> and see if we cool down, you know? <laughs> so it, it takes practice. It takes time. But, you know, all these DBT skills are are so useful. And I feel like I my BPD symptoms have lessened so much. Um, and I don't get into... Um, useless fights or, or small fights over nothing. You know, I try to do what's effective mm-hmm. and make you happy, Chris. Clean the house, you know? Just whatever you mm-hmm. want me to do, mm-hmm. you know? That's why the house is so spotless and clean. Okay, guys, well, we're going to get off now <laughs> so I can go clean the house. I, you know, I'm getting getting that, uh, that signal. It's time to uh, <laughs> make Chris happy. Uh, (laughs) um, I did want to say one thing before we left. Uh, As you guys may be aware, we do have a DBT study group. Uh, Our group meets every other Sunday at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. And uh, most of the members in our group are from other countries. I think all of them are from other countries. And we have about uh, three people in our group, and we just uh, review DBT skills. We uh, talk about our lives. Because um, we work off uh, a handbook mm-hmm. and a worksheet. And a, yeah. What is it called? A worksheet. Yeah, worksheet, uh, workbook, and um, we we review the the DBT skills and and then talk about how we've used them. And we want to keep ourselves using DBT, and also, it's a great supportive community. You know, I I think uh, everyone in there just has such a good heart mm-hmm. and they really are going after a better life. Uh, and so that just makes me really happy. So, you know, if, if you are somebody that is interested in that, you can go to borderlineidealist.com slash skills. So that's S-K-I-L-L-S. 
And if you're not interested in, in something like that, you can always... There, there are so many resources online uh, for DBT, for uh, free DBT uh, stuff. Um, if you have any questions about any DBT skills, or uh, we actually have a uh, one of the DBT workbooks and the, and the the worksheets and some of the other information, um, I'd be most happy to give that to anybody to give them any information about uh, DBT, uh, any of the literature that I have. Um, but I think that's it's something that's really really important for people with BPD. DBT was made for us, and it's. Um, it's it's about retraining your your mind to think differently, and it's 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 helped me. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it, I think you would agree that it's been very yeah, it's paid off. Very rewarding. Yeah, right. and you know I'm still still going on, still learning it, and you know hopefully soon I'll just uh, I'll be perfect. You know, what? just uh, almost there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's like one of those things where. You just want to have so much practice where it becomes second nature, and you mm -hmm. don't have to actively think about skills or how to re how to react, or you know, it just becomes a second nature. And it's like, oh, this happened. You're automatically your brain automatically kicks yeah. in into some of these skills. Yeah, we have to teach ourselves new coping skills. You know, you have the coping skills that you do now from from childhood, from what what whatever has been going on in your life, and then changing those coping skills are are difficult so mm -hmm. yeah, it does take some time so guys thank you so much for you know listening to this first episode of 2021 you know i i can't believe we're finally here and coronavirus is still going on i mean it's i mean it's 2021 i mean shouldn't it, it's the future shouldn't all viruses be cured and and the aliens be here by now and flying cars i mean I just, oh the aliens are here i'm just <laughs> <laughs> Just a UFO. I, mean, I heard they're declassifying some UFO stuff. From the anyway, we'll we'll search that later. Ooh, X Files. Yeah, we should watch some X Files. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, we love you. Take care. Happy and we will... New Year. Yes, Happy New and Year. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> and we will see you guys next next Sunday with the new episode. Um, oh, I did want to say also one thing. You can always get our our episodes early so if you want to get it uh next next friday instead of sunday uh by being one of our patrons that's possible there's also behind the scenes we keep a, a personal blog on our patreon and we're really trying to raise money to keep our website up and to keep doing this podcast because we love doing it so much mm -hmm. um but you know of course we have to pay for hosting and um, what's the other one? The the domain name yeah. and all that stuff. Keep all that stuff up to date. So if you are interested in that, log on to borderlineideals.com and we'd really appreciate it. Um, anything else, Chris? And if you can't do any of that, just share. Yes. Share. Sharing is yeah. caring. If you want to send us a message and say, I love you, that, that would be so great. Thank you. Please. <laughs> and, uh, okay, guys. Well, we love you. Adios. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.